This podcast was produced by Big Night Media, a proud partner of Big Night Entertainment. Hey, you know what? It's really fun to be here. Y'all know that theme music. up what's up how we doing how we doing and welcome to episode 221 episode 221 of the banner banter podcast i'm your host and favorite boston celtic season ticket holder timmy g how's everyone doing you can find me on the twitter machine at banner banter 18 or on facebook and instagram at banner banter podcast and as you know i'm part of the big night media team with some great podcasts like be fit vacations music you're missing drinks after work a chance to strive eat the damn cake no limits with kevin cooney i'm the promoter he's the dj 30 flirty and surviving and of course the wicked fast podcast with the iconic brian bell if you're into sports cards don't forget you can always check out um card vault breaks every single day on facebook whatnot youtube and instagram and you can go check them out in person on a patriot place or down at foxwoods resort casino and if you are free with no plans on may 20th and may 21st head down to fenway park and go check out the Fenway Card Show. You can get your tickets now at FenwayCardShow.com and also purchase your autograph tickets to get autographs from from uh, some great former Red Sox players like Pedro Martinez, Jose Canseco, and Big Poppy himself, David Ortiz, will be there. So head over to FenwayCardShow.com. You can always get your Banner Banter Podcast merchandise at BigNightShop.com. Um, bunch of brand new merchandise go check it out please support the podcast be greatly appreciated and if you haven't heard but sports gambling is now legal in the state of massachusetts so i don't know why you haven't downloaded yet but please download the win bet app and when you do use the code xbn banter again xbn banter to get a 100 bet credit when you place a 20 dollar bet and just a reminder if you or a loved one are experiencing gambling problems please call 1-800-327-5050 okay hi hello how are you um welcome episode 221 of the banner banter podcast uh, i wanted to record last night after the game but there was a lot of anger flowing through my body there still actually is i slept like shit and i'm recording this very very early on a tuesday morning but yeah the Boston Celtics lose game one of their best of seven second round series in the Eastern Conference against the Philadelphia 76ers. They lose 119 to 115. Everyone was healthy for the Celtics and the 76ers. Everyone was healthy except for the individual who will most likely win MVP later on tonight, if you're listening on Tuesday, um, for the, the National Basketball Association. MVP. Didn't play. Celtics lost. Cool. Sick. Game two will be Wednesday at 8 p.m. at TD Garden. These last 48 hours for this city stink. I mean, the Bruins losing the way that they did in overtime, 43 points better than the Florida Panthers, best record in the history of the NHL, most points scored, Bergeron and Krejci's most likely last game. They lose at the Garden. The Celtics 
do whatever the hell they did last night, but then the Red Sox are winning and the Red Sox are supposed to be bad. It's just it's just fucking weird. And um, yeah, I know it's a long series. I said the Celtics in six, so I knew they were going to lose a couple games. Just really wasn't expecting it to be game one. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. The 76ers had, what, 8, 9, 10, 12, 100 days off, which was super annoying. Obviously, they came out with a lot of energy, as they should, so that will be interesting going into the next game. How much energy do they have, you know, only having one night off? But then again, how much energy will the Celtics have? Because they just make things difficult for themselves. But listen, I really don't have a lot to say um, on this just because I'm, I'm, I'm very frustrated, but I, I will start with this. The drop coverage that Al and Rob did last night was so fucking infuriating. And listen, I'm sure that was a game plan for Joe Missoula, so not ideal for Joe Missoula. Um, but I don't understand it. I don't get it. I, To be honest with you, I don't even want to hear an explanation for it because it just didn't seem to make a lot of sense. Now, for those of you that don't really understand what drop coverage is, and you couldn't see it while you're watching on your television, but I could see it watch um, in the last row of the balcony, basically what that is is Paul Reed or P.J. Tucker come over and set a screen for James Harden. And let's say Marcus Smart is defending uh, James Harden. And let's say Al Horford is defending Paul Reed. Paul Reed would come over and set a screen. Marcus Smart couldn't fight through that screen, so Al Horford can do one of two things. He can hedge, basically take a step forward and let Marcus, uh, let James Harden know, hey, bud, I'm here, how are you? Which could give an up opportunity for Marcus to recover, and then Al would take a couple steps back to defend Paul Reed. But instead, Al dropped and took two or three steps backwards, which let James Harden or Tyrese Maxey have a wide open three-point shot. And because of that, James Harden got going. James Harden started cooking, and it was really annoying. Because of that, James Harden went 7 of 14 from three. 7 of 14 from three. The 76ers as a team hit 17 threes. He made seven of them. He shot 50% from three. Insane. And to be honest with you, that confidence that he had at the end of the game to take that shot against Al Horford to basically ice the game was because of the amount of confidence that he had throughout the game because of the Celtics' fucking drop coverage. And I don't understand it. I don't understand why they didn't make a change. I don't understand why Missoula didn't mention it. I don't understand why Al or Rob didn't mention it. But it was very, very annoying. It it really and truly was annoying. It made zero sense to me. And it's like thinking about it now, I'm starting to get like really, really angry. Now, the one time that Al didn't drop, he got an offensive foul call on James Harden because James Harden pushed off because he tried to create space because now he didn't have any space to shoot a three-pointer. But then at the same time, if Al didn't, you know, if Al didn't drop, James Harden, or if Al did drop late in that game, James Harden wouldn't have had a more wide open three-pointer and yeah just really really annoying so if Joel Embiid doesn't play and who knows if he's going to play because fucking ESPN is treating this like there's like zero information but ESPN is sending these like you know oh more information about Joel Embiid and they're gonna be like yeah Joel Embiid went through a shoot around you're like why did I click on this why did I click on it it's so annoying but yeah uh the drop coverage drove me bonkers last night Absolutely bonkers. And the fact that it wasn't changed drove me even more bonkers. 
what else drove me bonkers in this game? Oh, yeah, the fourth quarter. What terrible execution again in the fourth quarter. A tradition like no other with this basketball team. Tatum and Brown combined for, I'm sorry, Tatum and Brogdon. Jason Tatum and Malcolm Brogdon shot a combined two of nine from the floor in the fourth quarter. Sick. Really, really cool. And then, like, what about the, uh, the end of the second quarter? They were up 12 with 3.31 to go, and then they were only up three at halftime. Cool. Can't even close out the second quarter either. Can't close out any quarter. I. It's just the same shit over and over and over and over and over and over and over again with this team. And it's like, why am I upset about it? Like, like it's not surprising. They play down to competition. Yep, they did that. They can't play. Um, they can't score against a two-three zone. Yep, they can't close out quarters. Yep. They have done turn, dumb turnovers. Yep. Like, they make things more difficult on themselves. Yep. Like, what? It's it's so annoying. I mean, that 2-3 zone that Doc Rivers came out with in the second quarter fucked up the Celtics. Now, I know Jason Tatum went off, so it, it, it was good for him. But besides that, it didn't really help anyone else. And then, like, let's talk about Jalen Brown real quick. We all know, say it with me, Jalen Brown is the most important player on this team. Jalen Brown went 6 of 10 in the first quarter. 6 of 10. I'm I'm sorry. Jalen Brown went 6 of 7. My apologies. He went 6 of 7 in the first quarter, but he only took 10 shots the entire game. How does Jalen Brown only take 10 shots while playing 42 minutes worth of basketball? Now, I understand Tatum took 25, Malcolm Brogdon took 16, but how does Jalen Brown only take 10 shots throughout the entire game? Jalen Brown shot six of seven in the first quarter, and then took three more shots the rest of the way. And guess what? Two of those are in the fourth quarter, which he made both. Jalen Brown shot 80% from the field, 75% from three, and somehow didn't get the basketball. Go get the ball. Yell at people. Let them know you're there. Take control, Jalen. Like, what are you doing, dude? I mean, oh, my God. It's so annoying. And then, like, Jalen had an opportunity for a fast break late in the fourth quarter, and he like dribbled the ball out, which, you know, at the time you're like, oh, yeah, you know, let's let's drag out the clock. No, go go to the fucking basket if you guys aren't going to play defense. If, you, if you're not going to play defense, go score because the Celtics didn't play any defense. I mean, neither, neither did the 76ers. But Jalen Brown taking one shot between the second and third quarter combined one shot in 24 minutes of basketball. Jalen Brown didn't play six minutes throughout this entire game and during 24 of those minutes. So let's say Jalen Brown didn't play in six out of those 24 minutes between the second and third quarter. He played 18 minutes and didn't take one shot or he only took one shot. Ugh, that's so annoying. I mean, think about it. The Celtics scored 66 points in the paint and they lost. Now, will that be the same if Joel Embiid's playing? Are they going to attack the rim when they see Joel Embiid in the paint? I don't know. Like, is Tatum going to... I mean, Tatum was very aggressive attacking, uh, attacking the rim. I thought it was great. I I enjoyed Tatum's game until about the fourth quarter. But, I mean, Jason Tatum took 20 shots inside the arc. Something I've been begging for months, years, borderline centuries. And he scored 39 points because of it, but somehow was a minus six in this game. I mean... Oh, man. It's tough to really knock Tatum on this game. You know, 
39 points, five assists, 11 rebounds. I mean, any other time you'd be like, holy fuck, thanks. Thank God for Jason Tatum. But like, what is Jason Tatum going to do now? He's four or five from three. Does that mean he thinks that he can jack up 12 three-pointers in this next game? I hope not. Like, is he going to attack the rim? Like, if Joel Embiid is not playing in game two, Jason Tatum needs to do exactly what he did in game one, but finish the game better. Simple as that. He can, And it, to be honest with you, even if Embiid is playing, attack the rim, get Embiid in foul trouble. I mean, Tyrese Maxey, in the last seven or eight minutes of that game, didn't even play defense because he was so afraid of following out. And the Celtics, how, how do you not get the ball to Jalen Brown and just take full advantage of that? Blows my fucking mind. What else blew my mind in this? Oh, yeah, the turnovers. I mean, Smart had six of them. And, of course, he would after having a good series against the Hawks. And, of course, after I compliment him on how well he played. Like, of course. But, I mean, 16 turnovers led to 20 points by the 76ers. Why are we making it easier for the Philadelphia 76ers? Tell me why. Like, it's so stupid. I mean, that Malcolm Brogdon turnover. Take a deep breath. That Malcolm Brogdon tour, uh, turnover. In the fourth quarter, with the shot clock going down, was one of the dumbest basketball plays I've ever seen. And Tatum thought it was a shot clock violation, but like, I always thought you were only supposed to play until you hear the whistle, like play until you hear the whistle. Like, isn't that like a saying? Or did that like saying go away? That Brogdon tour, uh, turnover, why do I keep saying tour? Do I want Malcolm Brogdon to go on tour? But that Malcolm Brogdon turnover at the end of the game, was so fucking stupid. It literally reminded me of Jacoby Myers against the Raiders, if you're a Patriots fan. Or even if you're not a Patriots fan and you're an NFL fan, remember when Jacoby Myers just fucking threw the ball backwards and the Raiders caught the ball? Who was it, Chandler Jones or something? I forget who it was. Unbelievable. That turnover was unbelievable. That is a professional athlete making that play. You you would see kids in AAU, like kids in AAU in sixth grade don't even make that play. It's unbelievable. And then, like, the excuses after the game. Tatum thinking it wasn't a shot clock violation or thinking it was a shot clock violation. And then Al Horford admitted after the game that they didn't appear to be as locked in due to Joel Embiid being out. (laughs) Can you imagine saying that out loud? Oh, my God. I mean, Horford admitted that they didn't appear to be locked in. They do this to themselves, folks. They really do. Like, are we really surprised that they weren't locked in? Because they play down to competition all the time. It's unbelievable. But anyways, you know the five things that I look for in the playoffs? Let's talk about them. Number one, turnovers failed. Number two, three-point shooting. I mean, you really can't be upset about it. I mean, if we're going to be honest with each other. I mean... They shot 38.5% from three, if I remember correctly. They didn't even take 33-pointers because they knew how open the paint was. Like They didn't care about Paul Reed. I mean, Paul Reed did get 13 rebounds in the game and had a double-double and was a plus eight, which is super fucking annoying. They won the rebound battle. Didn't matter. Headspace failed. So first four things. Turnover, failed. Three-point shooting, win. Rebounding, win. Headspace, failed. And then the rotation. I mean, sure, Joe Missoula can't call an out-of-bounds play for the fucking life of him, 
with 60 seconds left, but the team didn't treat this game like to, to be honest with you, this game was exactly like game five against Atlanta. You had every opportunity to score. You let the player that was been on fire all night score and your team couldn't score at the end of the game. They had 6 million reasons to not lose this game, just like they did in game five against Atlanta at the garden. And they made it happen. It was unbelievable. They, there was no reason for the Celtics to lose that game, whether it was game five or last night, and they lost them. And fun fact of the day, I mean, you know how TD Garden people are like, oh, yeah, those, those Bruins fans, those Celtics fans, those are crazy, crazy motherfuckers. They are, the Celtics and the Bruins are combined 0-5 in the last five games at TD Garden. 0-5. Celtics have lost two in a row there. Bruins lost three in a row there. Yikes. Now, the three things that I look for in this series, close out three-pointers, we'll start there. I was fine with P.J. Tucker, took zero shots. Yang, I think, went one of three, and Tobias Harris had to fight for every single bucket. I mean, there was one time he was dribbling around like a madman, and he just snuck by Al Horford with like half a second left on the shot clock and got a left-handed layup, which was super annoying. Uh, James Harden, did I call it or not? Did I? I mean... What did I mention in episode 220 of the Banner Barrage podcast? In the playoffs in 2021, James Harden averaged 28 points, 10 assists, and 7 boards in 5 games when Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving were on the court. Or maybe one of them wasn't on the court. I forget. That Nets team was a debacle. This year alone, with Joel Embiid playing on the floor, James Harden averaging 25, 9, and 5. Then he goes out and drops 45 points. 50% from 3, 5 assists, only 3 turnovers. I'm not surprised by that. I'm not surprised by that at all. And then Maxi versus Brogdon. 10 of 24, 26 points for Maxi, shooting 2 of 9 from 3 with 4 steals. Not surprising. Brogdon went 9 of 16 from the field. 0 steals, 3 assists, but was a plus 14 for the Celtics. Maxi was a plus 12. So if you ask me, that was pretty even, which is exactly what I wanted. But unfortunately, Derek White stunk up the place last night. Where was Derek White last night? 1 of 5 from the field, 0 of 4 from 3. Two turnovers, a minus 15. I mean, Al Horford was a minus 17, but unbelievable. So you do one part of it, close out threes, limit that. Then Maxi and Brogdon basically about even, minus Maxi playing better defense. And then Derek White stunk. So what can the Celtics do in game two? Win. <laughs> That's why you come to the Banner Banter podcast, baby. The hot takes. Uh, obviously, win limit the drop coverage, find a way to break down their 2-3 zone, go behind the zone. Paul Reed is a good basketball player, but if Paul Reed is in that game and it's not Joel Embiid, have someone come off the wing and go behind him, attack the middle, quick bounce pass will be there every single time. Also, keep attacking the rim if Paul Reed's there. Who cares? And push the fucking pace. The second you get a rebound, Go, 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 go. I don't know why the Celtics were pushing the pace in the first half and then slowed it down. I I, I don't understand that. I, the Celtics had 14 fast break points. It should have been 30. You have to push the pace against this team. This team likes to play slow, so push the pace. Fuck's sake. And that's it for episode 221 of the Van Adventure Podcast. Thanks so much for listening to this very weird episode because I feel like I was rambling letting my emotions out, and I appreciate you being a part of that. Um, 
And yeah, and I will talk to everyone Thursday morning, and hopefully this series is one-to-one. Okay, don't forget to follow me on the Twitter machine at BannerBanter18 or on Facebook and Instagram at BannerBanterPodcast. Subscribe, rate the podcast, do all that stuff. It goes a long way to support the podcast. Don't forget WinBetAppXBNBanter. You place $20 for a bet, you get a $100 bet credit. Talk soon. Toodles and noodles. X's and O's. Please win game two. Bye. Sorry, but I'm gone. I'm history. And I dedicated my life to the Boston Celtics. I dedicated my life to the fans of Boston. I did my very best to please each and every one of you. Good night.